show getting ranked. It's alright, there's no need for thanks. Choosing who's good and who's tanked. These are our decisions, we take them to the bank. Deciding who's number one, it'll be fun. Decide your victor, pick it up. Take us on the run. Tempe's your host from coast to coast. Here with great guests, not trying to brag or boast. So sit back and be impressed. Leave it up to us to do the rest. Listen up, it'll be a blast. Sit back and enjoy the Getting Ranked podcast. Welcome to Getting Ranked, a podcast where we determine who stands above the rest who's number one. Tonight, in the spirit of the holidays, uh, we wanted to give you, the listeners, some Christmas-themed episodes. Um, Starting with this episode, which will be on Christmas songs and music. Now, that's a thing that is very dear to my guest's heart, my brother, the guy who plays Christmas music in September sometimes. Reggie, how are you doing? I'm doing just fine, and I will not apologize for that because Christmas should be kept in your heart all year long. So why not keep the mis- the music in your heart all year long? Man, you corny! <laughs> I apologize for nothing. Well, we're not going to waste any time uh, on chit-chat. We're going to start things off, as we always do, with an icebreaker. Now, Reg, a time traveler comes to you and will allow you to travel to any point in history to create a Christmas song. You can sing it, you can write it, you can produce it, you can do the whole nines, and it will be guaranteed to sound good and be a classic. What song are you going to make, and how do you approach it? That's an interesting icebreaker. I don't know. I think it it would probably be a, a religious song as opposed to like a secular Christmas song. Um, and you know what? It'd be something that you could have like the whole choir in. And what I'm talking about, I'm talking about like something the Mormon, Mormon tabernacle choir would do, you know, like four part harmonies and stuff like that with a giant crescendo at the end, you know, but at the same time, it's something that everybody can sing, even people who have horrible voices. That's a real interesting uh, point, uh, to have the variety of just the choir. It's not just like one person. Um, what do you think is a comparative song like that that you think that would fit that guy's? Um, like Hark the Herald? Or, yeah, probably Hark the Herald. Or uh, I'm thinking. Um, do you hear what I hear? Is that a religious song? I, I, I'm yeah, sure. yeah, that's a religious song. But no, no, not like that. Um, uh, yeah, I think I think Hark the Herald is probably the closest one. Or um, Oh Come All You Faithful. Uh, oh, come all you faithful, man. That's a hard one. That Most people don't sound good singing that song, if I'm being, awesome. uh, if I'm being honest. That's, well, yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You know what I would do, Reg? What's that? I'd go big. I would be like, send me back in time, and I want to write Handel's Messiah. I want to well, be okay. like, hit you I- with the for, us to, for unto us a child is born. They'd be like, Johnny Carson's, whatchamacallit. <laughs> You're just going to go, go back and steal somebody's stuff, okay? You thief. <laughs> uh, if I could only pick one song, I wouldn't be four unto us a child is born. I think it would be something like, um, uh, oh, come on, you faithful, so good. But I think I'd go with Oh, Holy Night. I think that would be the one that I would, I would, t- oh, Holy Night is so good when you have someone who's 
crushing it. It's not my favorite, but I don't think it'd be right to take Okam All You Faithful from somebody. Whoever wrote that, like, props. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Props. But enough of the um, icebreaker. It's time to get into the general discussion. We're just going to talk about, you know, why we love Christmas music so much, if we do. The types that we like the most. And we're going to have to talk about modern covers because I love modern covers, but I feel like it's polls, either great or terrible. But we'll get into that later. Um, Reg, you're the expert. You're the king lover of Christmas music. Um, the patron saint of Christmas music. What makes the silver surfer of Christmas music? Really, you are. Right. Yeah, <laughs> the herald. <laughs> what makes a great Christmas song? Um, it's gotta. It has to stir up emotions. You know, it's gotta tap into the the spirit of the season. You know, and like giving and all that, and just make you put a smile on your face. I think that's the number one most important thing that a Christmas song has to do. If you're not doing that, then then you you messed up along the way, unless you're doing some sort of parody or something like that. Um, but like even that kind of stuff, I'm not, I'm not really all into. Like like there are a lot of joke Christmas songs. I'm I'm not so much down with that because I feel like it comes from a place of Ooh, meanness, a purist. Know? Yeah, I mean like I I can get like some christmas joke songs but like a lot of them just come from a place of uh, hum humbuggery like i'm not down for that see and that's the problem being a bah humbugger those bah humbuggery songs aren't good that's the worst part about it like it would be great if, if if parody songs were hilarious and there are some great ones and we'll talk about those later but when they're terrible they're bad which leads me into my next question what makes a terrible christmas song rich is it the lack of rhythm? Is it the bum huggery? Because there are some songs that are very festive that are garbage. I think what makes a bad Christmas song um, are usually the ones that are just kind of, they miss the point of the season or the ones that are like overly um, um, produced, if, if that makes a lot of sense. You know, like you, you can go in, like, if you go in and just hit all the tropes of a Christmas song, it comes off as fake, and people see right through that shit, you know? Like, if, if you're gonna just take some uh, classic song like um, uh, 12 Days of Christmas and then try to modernize it and, and or or make it too poppy, you know, that's not cool. And I think that just ruins ruins the whole thing. You have to be authentic, I think, in my opinion. In my most humble opinion, you have to be authentic when it comes to Christmas songs. See, for me, it's um, it's kind of the opposite. You know, you said the best Christmas songs, you know, they cause some feeling of emotion, some explosion of sentiment. For me, I think a bad Christmas song are the ones that just sound terrible. Because I don't care if you're talking about, you know, non-traditional things or traditional things secular or sacred if it just sounds bad or it's dopey i'm not about it um i I think about the song silver bells i hate that song it's so fucking boring like i remember as a child i love that song are you kidding me silver bells as a child silver bells 
Silver bells, it's Christmas time in the city. How do you not like that? I imagine that's a song people commit suicide most to during Christmas. Time. Oh, you need to. Oh, and it's it's that's iconic, man. That's one of the top twenty. Hear the rain, soon it will be Christmas Day. Children loving. People pass. And that's what I'm talking about. That song has everything about what Uh, Christmas is all about. No, it's so boring. It's so boring. Why is that on anyone's In the air, there's a feeling of Christmas. Yeah, no. People laughing. I remember remember working retail and hearing that song. Hearing that song like once every 47 minutes in retail. Like, customer. Oh my god, no. That's terrible. That stuff. I'm telling you, that's one of the worst. But that's not even the worst. Like, I think about a lot of these modern hits where, like, you know, you get, like, let's make a metal Christmas song. You know, I like all kinds of different covers and stuff, but not everything works. Not everything is is, is necessary, you know? I know. I'm sure Insane Clown Posse have some Christmas songs. We don't need that. See, I mean, and I, I think that's the problem, too, is, like, everybody, I mean, everybody has a Christmas album, and it's... And it's because it's just people singing the hits and putting out their their own thing. And, like, I think the only person that I think has really been, like, it the... the I mean, back in the day, you had Bro Eyes and Frank Sinatra and um, uh, Harry Belly Fonte. You know, like, these classic... When you think of Christmas song, like, those are your people you think about. Elvis Presley, Eartha Kitt, you know? But then, like, modern, there's not many, with the exception of, like, uh, Mariah Carey. And then I think, to the certain extent, I know it's it's, prob- it's not problematic. I know it, he's got his haters, but Michael Buble, I think, is, like, modern king of, of Christmas. <laughs> Hate all you want. He puts out a great <laughs> Christmas. Album. No, for, fuck Michael Bluebla. That guy's a piece of cra- trash. Um, You're trash. If you want a modern someone, get Harry Connick Jr. That dude I can listen to uh, do some Christmas. Singing. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. But, but then, but Michael like, I, I like when people take a chance with Christmas. Like, oh my God! I just thought of a of a dog on whatchamacallit. I uh, do you remember Mad TV when Harry Connick Jr. was on there? Yeah. Santa Claus. Santa Claus, it must have been it oh, Santa Claus, yeah. Santa Claus, Santa Claus, a happy ho 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 to you, everybody. Yeah, that God Almighty, Harry Connick Jr. Yeah, fuck Michael Bublé, Harry Connick Jr. That's uh. the answer. That's the answer. Um, yeah, I, mm, yeah, I, I agree with that, but it's easy for Michael Bublé and Harry Connick Jr. to do that because they're they're like. Real singers, because that's the thing. But, but like, uh, so that's the thing, though. I mean, you have all these people who you would c- consider like classical singers, or you know, like everybody who's adult contemporary has had a any anybody worth their weight has had a uh, adult contemporary um, album. I mean, uh, um, you look, you know, like Celine Dion, you know, uh, it, just about everybody, really. Uh, I mean, even Destiny's Child had a, a album. You know, it's like. Boys the Men, if you can if you can sing a tune, if you can whoa, carry whoa, a tune. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't be putting Boys the Men in the same league with all these other hacks, man. No, Boys I'm not men, saying I didn't say that they're hacks. You put them in there with Destiny's Child as if Destiny's Child as if anyone even remembers that Destiny's Child had a dog on whatchamacallit. A uh, Christmas album. One second. Boys the Men's Christmas album is iconic. It is one of the best modern 
adaptions of, of secular and sacred Christmas music. That thing. Their version of Let It Snow. Oof. How these dudes can milk panties off while singing about Christmas. Put that in put, put that into perspective. <laughs> Let it snow. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it, hey, snow. you preach it to the choir. You preach it to the choir. Their album Let is it the one that I look to the most you know, to listen to. Yeah. Next, you know, panties are dropping, man. Panties are dropping. Um, what era do you think had the best? Like, if you had to take a percentage of all the best Christmas songs, what era do you think had the best? And if it is one of the older school eras, do you think it's because their songs are better, or because we've heard them so much? Um, I, I'm gonna go with like you know, like I said, the, like the 50 era, 50s, 60s, you know, um, because, and I think it's just because it was back when I, Christmas first became like commercialized. I guess is what I would probably say is why, you know, and like the, everybody was doing their best to to put out the thing, and like that's what we grew up with. Everybody, you know, they passed down all these. That's when, like, a lot of Christmas traditions, I would think, that we really, you know, hold dear started was back back then. And then um, I think it was a time when we like, – like, the thing about Christmas is, in, in the spirit of Christmas is, for one, one of the flaws, I would say, I'll say this, as a Christmas lover, it helps us to – come together as a society and as a people, but at the same time, unfortunately, it helps us to, like, forget the things that need to be fixed and things that are wrong in the spirit of Christmas, you know? Like, people are just happier around Christmas, but then, you know, January 1st comes around and is back to whatever we were doing, you know? Yeah, I think that is one of the reasons why I get so bah-humbugged uh, around Christmas is because of the rampant capitalism that we live in, and it's like people are fighting over like gifts, and you know they're they're being away from their family because they have to work during Black Friday and all this holiday season with the extended hours, and no one's talking about how like there are a bunch of people who are impoverished, not just like the popular people that talk about like the vets and children just like in general like we have elderly people who are trying to decide between getting a partial filling of the prescription because they also need to pay for food and energy we have so many issues but everyone sort of just ignores them and goes gift giving instead and it's uh, it's just so disheartening yeah but i think i mean when you look, yeah, it has been commercialized, but when you look past all that and you look at what's at the heart of that, it's about celebrating, like, life and celebrating, at least to me, and I think that's what most people celebrate, is celebrating family and all that stuff, and it, it brings people being, together. I think you're being very naive. I think, I mean... I think you're being very Bahambic. I don't think so. The United States Ebenezer is not... Ebenezer Scrooge. The, the United States is not one of the most... Um, well-known religious like we don't have that high of a religious participation not anymore but back in the day and i was and i would say so that's a recent past, th- i'm you're saying it's a past. recent thing but even so people still celebrate i think people celebrate christmas more than like thanksgiving like i think if you had to ask people 
which one would you rather sacrifice? It would sacrifice Thanksgiving well, over yeah, Christmas. Yeah, but of course you don't get gifts at Thanksgiving, right? It's not. I don't even. That's a real hard sell. I don't even think it's even. I don't even think it's the gift giving thing. It's about the season and the spirit of the season. And, and and even if you're atheist, it's still about being together and appreciating the people around you more so than Thanksgiving. I think. <sighs> And that's, I mean, that's one of the reasons we, Christmas, I mean, there's so many Christmas songs. Now, I'm just not, I'm not even talking about the, the religious ones, but like the secular ones, they're all about celebrating and togetherness and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's milking that cloud in front of people's eyes. Uh, but no, but in all hey, seriousness, hey, hey, in, in, in all seriousness, though, um, are you a bigger fan of the secular or the religious ones? Uh, it depends on the day. It depends on the day, the time of the day, and the mood and the minute. I can go either way. I, I like a good, um, you know, like Holy Night or something like that, or Do You Hear What I Hear. But also like, um, you know, uh, Santa Baby or Sleigh Ride. You know, uh, so like I can go either way. You would like Santa Baby. Santa Baby is a good song. That's a banger. Um, I'm a big fan of, I try to think if I could lose, if I had to lose one, which would I keep? And I would keep the religious one just because like, what would be the holiday without it? And I think I do like the religious ones more, even based on, you know, the altruistic nature of keeping it, um, over the secular one, I just I love the Christmas, the religious Christmas songs because re- they remind me of my youth and like that excitement you have as a kid. Because like Christmas isn't that exciting. It can be as exciting when you're an adult, but like when you're a kid, man, that you look forward to Christmas more than you look forward to Christmas break. You know the idea of especially for us like going to midnight mass. Being altar boys for like 37 services that weekend or, or, you know, whenever Christmas fell. But getting back at midnight and being able to open up one present and then going to bed knowing that you're going to wake up and get just so many presents. And all those songs, all that music, you know, I, I think about like some of my favorite songs like Feliz Navidad. That is a song of my fucking youth. And I feel bad for kids who don't like grow up listening to that song on I, I, I think everybody listens to that song that's a but do, do, the, do they now yeah yeah you can't you can't escape Feliz Navidad there's certain songs Christmas songs you can't escape uh Silver Bells Sleigh Ride Winter Wonderland Feliz Navidad there's just no way um uh Last Christmas from Wham has become one of the top 20 I would say like I mean if we made a list of top 20 it would yeah Oh, it's on there, but can I be honest? Yeah. I hate that song. What, Last Christmas? Yeah, I hate that song. I I respect the hate for that song. I like it because it's kind of sappy, but uh, I respect respect people that that, that hate it, and and I understand why. I understand why. I'm just like, man, boy, this is... That song could be called TMI, is what that song could be called. (laughs) Like, imagine if you were at, like, an open mic at a bar or something, and everyone's singing Christmas songs, and all of a sudden this guy's like, I had this original song. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. And everyone be like, ah, The very next day, you gave it away. 
This year. He starts crying. I'll give it to someone special. And that's the opening refrain. You're like, man, we haven't even gotten to Then his friend in the background, special. Yeah, no, you'd be like, this is not a Christmas song. Not, no. No. Um, but no, I love the religious songs, uh, just to go back to the, the original one. Um, and even some of the lesser known ones. One of my favorite Christmas songs is People Look East. Uh, it's always sung on the first week of, of Advent. And I love that song because it, you know, this basically speaks about how these community of people who have been looking for, you know, the coming of their savior. And it's like, look east, time is changing. You know, earth is growing. Very soon you will have the thing to be joyous about. So that's, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna confess something. I cannot think of that song off the top of my head. Oh my god! People look east. The time is near for the crowning of the year. I wish I had the okay. in front of me. Okay. Um, I, I know it now. Now that you're, you're singing it, I, I I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Now here's a here's one, Reg. I'm gonna ask you a difficult question, but I want you to answer. Do you prefer men or women singers? That's a weird question. Um. I mean, if if we were living in some sort of Handmaid's Tale sexist kind of world where you could only have men or women singing it, then I would have to go with men because I think men have the range to do both like the deep bass, but also you can get a dude who can do a you know a, a falsetto and a alto. So I guess men, just because of the range. Nice times up, Pin Reg. Um, no, I am. <laughs> Did I fall into a trap? I think I set off your trap. <laughs> no, no, I'm actually with you as well. And it's not because of, you know, that men do it better. It's just that, like you said, they have a wider range. And just because of the way our society has been, there are just more songs that are classically sung by men. And I think if I had to pick one or two again in The Hands Maidens or some alien society where you can only pick one. Uh, I would go with men. But I think some of the women have some of the most iconic songs. Um, and we're going to get into that in just a little bit. But before I do that, I want to talk about some of the odd Christmas songs. Did you ever listen to the DMX Christmas song? Yeah, yeah. Um, I like, like I said, I don't like odd Christmas songs. They're just odd to be odd or just to... Oh, oh, oh he wasn't being odd. That was his legit thing. Like yeah, but that. There, there's so many of those type songs where it's just like, what are you even doing right now? You know, like, but like a hip hop or like, I just, I don't know. It's just, I, I hate when people feel the need to um, take a song like, like, for instance, there's a while when it was just like all kind of like, like Celtic Christmas, like every year it seems like Christmas, some j- weird genre has a a year where they just take over Christmas or, or rather they put out a bunch of crap Christmas in their, their version. Like you'll, you'll have a bluegrass Christmas albums just take over for some reason. And then then one year it'll be metal. And it's just like, I get it. 
and they're trying to be subversive. But I'm like, Christmas is not the thing to be subversive about. And I mean, and again, it goes back to what I'm saying. It's like it just comes off as hollow and fake. It's not authentic. You're not trying to say anything or do anything with I it. I feel like that's very, very elitist. Like, oh, it sound, is. I'm a, I'm a Christmas. As fuck. I'm a Christmas song elitist. I am. Because I. But but I mean, if you're just trying to do jingle bells on your water jug and your um banjo just to be like, let's line dance to this, go fuck yourself, man. What? I'm what? It. People can, bluegrass can't do Christmas music. It you can better, only be contemporary or jazz. I'm that saying, I'm saying, fuck. you better, you better bring your A game. Don't come out here and be all, 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 all boring and basic with your shit. Wow, you are. You better have something like, like for instance, I think that's one of the reasons Trans Siberian Orchestra is still around because they did something special with that song, Christmas Eve in Sarajevo. I mean, that is. That is amazing what they it's did. It's just loud. It's all it is. Yeah, but it was like, it made it a Christmas song that we'd all heard before, but it took a whole new take on it. And they kind of made it their own, I think. And I think that's why, like, they are still a big thing. I mean, they've got their haters, but I mean, who doesn't? And the fact that they have so many haters just, I think, in my opinion, proves the point. You know what I mean? Uh... You need to come back. You know you are not qualified to be making these statements. I I am because they they make bank and they tour every year because they I think they're a Christmas institution. The reason why they bank is because they're the only one who's doing Christmas rock. Like they're basically a bunch of people who dedicated to doing a Christmas rock show with lights and lasers. Like they're basically a Christmas cover band. Like. That is some see that's that's what I'm talking about. People who don't know Christmas don't know what you're talking about. The the ghosts of Christmas they have like four Christmas four solid Christmas albums. Again, Reg, they're the only one doing it. That's not a but hard thing not, to but do. But it's not about. all metal stuff. Uh, the Christmas trilogy that's not all metal. That's a whole. That's a story. I didn't say I, I mean, metal. I said rock and loud. Is it loud, Reg? No, it's not all rock and loud. No. Well, I'm going to have to actually listen to it before I can give you any credit on that. I'm telling you, I listen to it every year. Oh, I believe year. you, Rich. I believe you, man. You don't got to convince me. I believe you. I mean, yeah, they did stuff like Beethoven's Last Night where they, like, did, like, they they do stuff like classical music and just rock it up. Like, I I get that, but people think that's all that they are because that's all they've ever heard. I'm just saying, they're not explosions in the sky. That's what I'm saying. But Explosion in the Sky also does, like, uh, well, um, like, listen to, rock. listen to Christmas Eve and other stories from Chance Siberian Orchestra, and it will change your Christmas. It will change your life. Because from beginning to end, it's that is, it, it's a story. It is a story about how, like, this this angel gave up Don't on tell Earth. me about it. Don't okay. tell me about it. Spoiler. Um, all right, well, Reg... I think we might as well just keep this 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 fisticuffs coming in the rankings. And tonight we're gonna do a bunch of top threes. We're gonna talk about some stuff in between, but here there's some categories on this that I haven't even thought of. That as we've been talking, I'm like I gotta put this in. Um, but first, we're going to start with something easy. Nice softball pitch down the middle. Uh, what are your top three kids' or children's Christmas songs? Um, this one I, I didn't quite 
get where you're coming from on this one, but like I think I understand what you're saying. But like when I think of like I guess just my own childhood and like songs that people sung, um, I, that's that's how I made my top three here. And I'm gonna go from three to to one. Uh, Jingle bells, Batman smells, and Robin laid an egg. <laughs> Robin laid an egg. Like that song, it, it's a a funny little thing that like every kid knows that song. I mean, it's even shown up in a couple Batman comic books and I think a couple cartoon sh- uh, shows where like Batman will look at the camera and be like, I do not smell and, like stuff like that. So I, I, I kind of love that. But then also uh, number two, 12 days of Christmas from the Muppets, like nice, that John Denver. Yeah, that, in my opinion, is the quintessential 12 Days of Christmas. That's the one I judge all of them by, and they all fell short. Uh, so, uh, number one, and this is because, like, if you were raised, uh, um, if you were raised Christian, this is everybody did it. Every year there was a pageant. Every year somebody was a little drummer boy and like that is like the christmas pageant that is being that you'll find all across the country and everybody's had their little drummer boy moment so uh little drummer boy is uh uh, my number one i guess kids christmas song interesting that's those are definitely songs that i was not thinking of uh my three two one uh my number three was rudolph because I feel like every time I was in school, especially in Dodds, I feel like we sang that song every year at Christmas time. And it's, you know, that basic song that everybody knows. And not the whole, you know, Dasher and Prancer, just like the Rudolph the Red Nose. Cut out the basics, hit it in the middle. You just have the kids sing it through once. The crowd sings along, and they're just like, ugh. Gotta say, that's the song, little, hmm. I don't know that I, I, I like it. I tolerate it, but it's a song that's sort of falling into annoying. Um, I think it's annoying, but I, I Christmas isn't Christmas without me hearing it. Mm-hmm. And if kids, if I go to a kids program, Christmas program, and they don't see it, sing it, I feel like I've been fucking robbed. I'm like, why the fuck was I here this whole time? I don't get no Rudolph. But following up, Rudolph, Frosty the Snowman. I loved that song as a kid, and it's one that sticks in my mind. And when I think about my childhood, I think about Frosty the Snowman. Like, of all those specials, I think Frosty the Snowman is probably the the best of them. I don't know. It's just the idea of this snowman that comes alive, and he's just, happy birthday, you know? And just, like, he's so innocent, and I I really like that. You know, the kids are just, like, so happy just to be around him. So, like, I love Frosty the Snowman. It's an interesting story, and I think it's one that holds up and is not, like, one of the things that has been going around, I think, this year, and a lot of people have talk about is, like, how some of these old songs and special are kind of problematic, but I think, um, you know, Frosty still holds up. Hell yeah, man, that uh, Misfit Island one? Is that the one with the dentist? Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't, but that was part of uh, Rudolph. What's it? I thought there were two Wasn't separate it? specials. I think they're two separate specials. I think there's like Rudolph and there's one with like Misfit Island or some crazy shit. I don't know. Yeah, no. Some of those movies, you know, I look back at them now, I'm like, that is troubling. Um, yeah, the Island of Misfit Toys, that was uh, that was on Rudolph. Oh, damn. I haven't seen that thing in so long. I might actually need to record that when it comes on this year and watch it again. Study it. Um, 
But my number one is the Grinch medley. Uh, as a child, I feel like that oh, is the thing okay. that, yeah. that I listen to and watch the most. I feel like we actually bought an, another VHS of the Grinch because we basically broke the first one from watching it so much. I have like lists of um, things that I listen to when I go to sleep sometimes. Like when I have trouble sleeping and every Christmas the whole um, – you know, uh, Grinchy Stole Christmas is on there because, like, you can listen to all, all of it straight through, and it's only like 20, 30 minutes tops, if that. I, I love that thing, and I mean, I've got it on, I've, I've got it mentioned, but not, uh, not here, but on a different part of this list that we're going to go through. Um, yeah, The Grinch is my favorite. It's the only one I've ever seen. I haven't seen the live action with Jim Carrey. I refuse to see that. And I refuse to see this new one that came out with Benjamin Cumberbatch. Benedict. Who, by the way, whatever, whatever, the most British sound. That dude's a fucking alien. If, and I almost am convinced that we live in a men in black society. Um, if we do live in a men in black society, Benedict Cumberbatch is a fucking alien. It was if an alien came to Earth and said, I'm going to live as a British man. But I want to be the most British man ever. That is something that you, you'll never not be able to convince me of that. I that was a double negative. Uh, I that's a hill I'm almost willing to die on. I might. I hope I never get too close to him. I'll be like, take your face off, Benedict. I'll call him Benjamin probably. He's like it's Benedict. I'm like I know that's not what it is. Beep boop bop beep. <laughs> yeah, but I I haven't watched I tried to watch the Jim Carrey one for like three Christmases. I just, I just can't. I don't know. It's like, that's a sacred cow that, uh, exactly. If I don't see it, right. It didn't happen. And, and nobody ever tells you that you have to see it. So, which goes to tell me that it can't be that, that good. Like it can't be as iconic as they probably wanted it to be. A hundred percent agreed. Now for our next category, Top three adult songs. Now, these are songs that could be, like, adult in nature, or they could be songs that, like, uh, are just more contemporaries, maybe they came out during your adult life. And I'm going to go first with this one. Um, number three, I'll Be Home for Christmas. When I learned what that song was uh, actually about, um, it was, like, so heartbreaking. And now whenever I hear it, I love it, but it also is sad as fuck. Um, number two, <laughs> and these are number two and number one are both from the same album. It's the Dreidel song, which is not technically, I mean, Christmas holiday season, so I'm including um, Jewish songs. Get out of here with your your happy holidays bullshit. It's Christmas. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I love the Dreidel song, and I think you introduced me to that album, and it's so fucking hilarious. Every part that keeps adding on to it, you know, making the the chorus and, and, and the round is so hilarious. And I just love at the end um, when when his dad, when Kyle's dad comes out and he's just like, Courtney Cox, I love, I love you. you. You're so hot on that show. Court, and everyone just stops. Like Even Cartman, who's saying his offensive thing, stops. Right. And she's just like, Gerald. He's like, what? We're singing about the dreidel. He's like, oh. Sorry, we'll talk about this later. Jado, Jado, Jado. I mean, radically. And when it's dry and ready with Jado, I shall play. Oh my gosh. Um, 
But uh, number one for me, uh, from that same album, from that same show, Merry Fucking Christmas. Uh, it is absolutely hilarious. Um, it's short and sweet and probably offensive, but it's, you know, probably yeah, it is. But I, like I said, you know how I was saying when people take these hot takes on Christmas songs or, you know, like that's what I'm talking about. Like that's how, how you do it and make it work because it is offensive, but it's so South Park and it's just one of those things. It's like, it, it's all about how, like, I mean, Mr. Garrison is going around the world. He, he says it every Christmas day, go around the world and say, <laughs> you know, hey there, Mr. Shintoist, Merry fucking Merry Christmas. Fucking Christmas. <laughs> because cause there's so many, like, Christians who act like this is their only time of the year. You know, like, Christmas is all about them. Like, there aren't other holidays being celebrated and other holy days around you know and and it's so in your face just like you know christians can be and it's it, i love that song yeah i know i am holy crap man that song gets me every single time but it's also one of those songs where i'm like i can only listen to this with headphones on I can't <laughs> right listen to it in my car i can't listen to it in my house this is a headphone only um yeah so those were my adult songs, although I just thought of one, but it didn't make it the list in time. So go ahead, Reg. What are your top three adult? Well, I um, may have done the wrong homework, homework assignment on this one, um, but uh, here's my list real quick. I, I've got uh, Merry Fucking Christmas. That's my number three. Uh, Christmas in Hollis from Ron DMC. And then number one, uh, The Night Santa Went Crazy from Weird Al. See, that was the one that didn't make my list, and I said that should have been at least not number two. Yeah, I mean, that is just an hilarious song. <laughs> I was listening to that the other day. From his beard to his boots, he was dressed out in camo like a big, fat, drunk, disgruntled Utah Rambo. And he smiled as he said, with a twinkle in his eye, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to all. To all. Now, now you're all, all gonna, gonna die. die. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the first time I heard that song, it was like one of those moments where you're laughing so hard that you're like, I might be having a heart attack. Like, I yeah. might actually be having a fucking heart attack. <laughs> the night Santa went crazy. The night Chris Kringle went nuts. Now you can't hardly walk around the North Pole. Without stepping in reindeer guts, you know that song is so fucking good. It is, and, and like I think it's a better song than like uh, like some of the traditional funny Christmas songs are like um, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. I think there was even a movie about it, which you know, kudos for that, I guess. But like, I, I was never a big fan of that song, but like. I, I do like a good comedy Christmas album if you can pull it off right. But that's the thing. It's like you have to be able to pull it off right. Like I, I think comedy Christmas are like offensive jokes. Like you can do it, but you got to you gotta know what you're doing. Yeah, you got to hit that right out of the park. Because if you fall flat, man, everything's coming for you. Right. What are your top three group Christmas songs? That's that's easy. Uh and here's one that uh, is funny because this group is a group that I think they put out some really banging Christmas stuff. But at the same time, I think 
they are both the best and worst example of Christmas. Like uh, Pentatonics, I I like some of the stuff they do because I I like acapella Christmas. I've got a whole I've got a giant list of acapella Christmas. I mean, um, Rockapella, of course, they put out some some great stuff. Um, uh, no, uh, was it called No Chaser? Uh, I think it was Straight No Chaser. Straight No Chaser, yeah. Uh, and, you know, they've got one of the best ones where they have this song where they're singing about how their their wife is taking them to go see uh, the Nutcracker again and how they hate it. And, like, they just want to know what the score of the game is. And it's hilarious. And, I, you know, it's one of those ones that I really love. But uh, Pentatonics, um, Mary Did You Know, I think that's one of the best. Just because the harmony is a beautiful song. And I, I kind of like the, the the message of it, you know. Because it's not just about the thing about Christmas is you know a lot of the songs talk about like like in uh, Ricky Bobby just baby baby Christmas I mean baby Jesus you know but you know he grew up to to do something great you know and we know how his story ends and I mean you could debate whether it's a bad ending or not but you know he goes out in a bad way um, but uh, Trans Siberian Carol the Bells. Uh, Christmas Eve in Serio, I think is the name of the song. Uh, and then my number one group is Boys of Men, Silent Night. You can't beat that. Oh, I like that. Uh, that's a really good list. Uh, my number three, Christmas Eve, Sarajevo, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Damn straight. Uh, number You're talking two, crap about them? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, number two, uh, Let It Snow, Boys of Men. Good one. Uh, and my number one... Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays from NSYNC. That song legitimately gives me joy. And I listen to that shit in, like, July. I will say that is the only Christmas song I listen to out of season. You know, that would probably... Well, that should probably be, like, my number three. That should be up there before Mary Did You Know with Pentatonix. But, yeah, I mean, I here's the thing. It's going to come up on another part of this list, so that's why I, did. I was okay not putting it up here. But, yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays is one of the, the best. I think it's one of the most modern Christmas classics. Well, that's the thing about it. It's like, for me, I feel like it's one of the first new Christmas songs. Yeah. So I cover mm-hmm. It's just straight up a great-ass Christmas Merry song. Christmas, Happy Holidays. What a wonderful feeling. Yeah, that song, I remember when you, again, of course, introduced that song yeah. to me, and, and I was just, like, addicted. And the thing, too, is, like, it came from NSYNC, because, like, I would not have, I could not imagine that they would could put out something like that. Merry I don't know. Merry Christmas, and happy, happy holidays. Yeah, from the floor song. to the ceiling. Yeah, I mean, I love that song. God, it's such a great song. Um, all right. Top three secular songs. And who went first last time? Did you? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, I'm I did. Gonna go, I'm going to go first. Um, it's the most wonderful time of the year, number three. Uh, number two, Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> ah! Nobody knows those words. <laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty funny. Um, 
but everyone loves that song. No matter right. who you are, no matter what your background, that song is Christmas classic. Um, but my number one is a Christmas song from Nat King Cole. Chestnuts roasting on an open oh, fire. Oh, good one. Good one. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. That song is Christmas for me. Mm-hmm. You'll tie Carol in song for a choir. And folks dress up like Eskimos. Everybody, Everybody knows. knows. Oh, that's some a song. turkey and some mistletoe. Yeah. And the best thing about that, I mean, that King Cold does a great one. I, I, I actually probably have heard a really good Josh Groban or Lublé cover of that. God, who's more garbage? Gar- Josh Groban or Josh Groban? Right? Isn't he? Yes. Right. That, that that feels right, right? Because it feels like Josh Groban was like Michael Bublé, hold my eggnog, and and didn't know. Yeah, uh-uh. I, I feel like I feel like Bublé. I don't like Bublé because he's also a weird conservative, but he's definitely a better singer than Josh Groban. Well, I don't know if I go that far. I don't. Well, for I Christmas, haven't listened for to Christmas, right. Yeah, for Christmas. For Christmas. I don't know enough of either of them. I think Michael Bublé just knows his lane, and and he he's carved out a niche. He's driving in it. He's like, I don't want to go anywhere else here. It's nice here. My car is great. I get an (laughs) upgrade every three thousand miles. Um, Yeah, so those that's those my top three secular songs. Uh, My top three, um, and I mean, again, there's just so many out there. This whole list really has been a Sophie's choice. But uh, from Trans-Siberian Orchestra, An Angel Came Down slash An Angel Returned. It's the beginning of that album that I mentioned earlier. It's just amazing because that whole album is, it may be, it probably is, I can say it, is my favorite Christmas album of all time. Uh, So uh, that, and then uh, Have a Holly Jolly Christmas, Bro Lives. Just, ah. That makes me smile. Just the way it starts, too. In case you didn't hear. Oh, my golly. Have a holly jolly Christmas this year. Ho, ho, the mistletoe hung where you can see. Bum, bum, bum. Somebody waits for you. Uh, Number one, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays from NSYNC. Oh, nice. Yeah, like I said, I mean, some of this stuff I was, you know, the real Sophie's Choice, but with some of these characters, not characters, some of these categories, I was okay to leave them off, you know, some other places. All right. Um, two more categories. Top three religious songs. Okay. Um, o Come All Ye Faithful, Adesti Fidelis, specifically being Crosby's version. That is the best, the gold standard. Did you, just, did you say Bing Crosby? Yeah. You are on crack. Andrea Bocelli. Get the fuck out of here. Screw your Andrea Bocelli. Oh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Bing, Bing Crosby, you're dude. No, you're terrible. You're terrible. You're so wrong. You're, I'm wrong. I'm definitely not wrong. Jonathan, if right was the bright center of the universe, you would be on the planet that it's farthest from. You, oh my god, Reg. Bing Crosby? Oh no. Actually, I would I would take Bing. I would take. Uh, you better watch what you about to say. I would take 
uh, Bocelli, or I would take uh, Luciano Pavarotti. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to go with the three turn. You're such – you're so basic. You are oh, a oh, basic Oh, oh, oh I'm basic? <laughs> I'm, I'm saying basic? it. You're just mad because I, you're just mad cause I, went to the, I went to the home run. The That's not a home run. It's a, it's a god killer card is what it no, is. No, it's not. It is the top of the line. Get out of here with your crap. No. It's the top of the line. And it's not just a tenor. He sings it by himself, and he nah, just get brings out it out. I'm moving right along. Come on, come on. Mm-mm. And then um, number two. <laughs> I mean, it's a great song. They just not as good. Ah, oh, such a beautiful song. God, man, I can't, I can't wait to to finish this thing so I can go listen to some Christmas music. <laughs> you got me, you got me hyped, man. Oh my god. I, I think okay. uh, Christmas music would be like like Popeye's has Popeye has spinach, Christmas carols. That's, that's my that's my spinach. We start playing that to you, you go Super Saiyan. You're right. Silent night. Anyway. You can't do it. It's too much. I said, put it on. Bing Crosby starts coming out. Uh, number two, uh, God rest ye merry gentlemen. I love that song. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, yeah. So God rest ye merry gentlemen. Then uh, number one, Silent Night, but in German, like. And, and I think it's because being in a being in a boys choir, having to sing that in German is so beautiful. It's like, I mean, people slam Germans for being a bit of a harsh language, but Silent Night, Stilig Nacht, oh, music, yeah, I'll, I'll that's, say that's that angelic. I remember being in boys choir, you had to prove that you had memorized it before you could sing it in the actual performance. And it was worth the price of memorization because when you hear it while you're singing it, you're like, damn, this is beautiful. Everyone gets all quiet. You can hear a pin drop. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, too. Like, I think that's one of those ones where you could judge a choir based on how well they can sing that song. Like, if, if it doesn't matter how good your Christmas concert is. If you mess up Silent Night, go out of here. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. In German or in English. That's a legit difficult song to, especially if you have multiple, like, you know, if you're doing sopranos, altos, tenor, and bass, that's a lot of moving parts. It is. All right, what's your number one, man? A Silent Night. Oh, that was your number yeah. one. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And I want to give a shout out to uh, I Saw Three Ships Come Sailing In. I saw three ships come, come sailing in, in on Christmas, Christmas Day, Day, on Christmas Day. Day. I never knew what that song's about. It's like, there weren't ships in the desert. I, I think it's probably just Three Wise Men. Oh, that could be it. That yeah. makes sense. Um, well, my number three um, is, again, I said People Look East. It's one of my favorite songs. It's When I hear it in church, I know it's Christmas time. My number two is Oh Holy Night. Because when you get someone who can sing that song very well, especially when you sing more than just the first verse, mm-hmm. you get to that, that Christ is the Lord moment. And just crescendos over. Um, I'm a big fan of that. And obviously, I 
just saying it, but Odessa Fidelis, so come all you faithful. However you get it, it's always the highlight for me. Uh, now last, we're going to do two more categories. I know we said we we're only going to do two, but this one will be real quick. Uh, Red, what are your top three modern covers? Uh, my favorite modern covers, and I could be real quick, but uh, my favorite things uh, specifically, I guess I'd have to go with Kelly Clarkson version. I mean, so many people have done it. And, and like, my favorite things is not something I started like equating with Christmas until like recently, like, I don't know, maybe like the last five years or so. I'm on that same I'm on that same train because I always like I'm like wait these are favorite things from the sound of the music and then everyone's like yeah man it's the Christmas song and it legit is right good. it is I mean and it, it's uh you know it's just a uh like uh I don't know innocent song you know just raindrops and roses and you know uh and it's just it's it's uh I don't know. It, you think about it, she's just listing off of these things, but it's uh, it's kind of beautiful in its simplicity. You know, I mean, girls in white dresses with blue satin sashes, snowflakes that stay on my nose and eyelashes, silver white winters that melt into spring. These are a few of my favorite things. And like, it's, you know, like I said, it's, it's something I just like recently thought, yeah, I guess that's Christmas, so. Also, uh, 12 Days of Christmas, but the Muppets John Denver version, because I just, it takes me back to the nostalgia of it. And then Santa Baby from Ally McBeal. And, uh, like, Ally McBeal, they put out a Christmas album. And again, like I said before, if you put out a, a Christmas album, you gotta hit it. And that one hits. And it's one of my favorite Christmas albums. And, like, sometimes it's on Spotify, sometimes it's not, which sucks. But, uh, it's a good album. I think people should check it down if, if you have the time. Those are great covers, man. Those are not the ones, especially the Alan McBill one. That's not the one and favorite, my favorite things. I would not expect to put those on. Uh, mine are a little less uh, dramatic. I'm going to go with number three, Let It Snow. Uh, Boys to Men. Number two, Silent Night, Boys to Men. And my number one is, uh, as you said, Red John Denver, 12 Days of Christmas. That is my childhood right there. And my favorite one in that one is uh, on the ninth day of Christmas when it's the scientist and Beaker. Mm-hmm. It's like on the ninth day of Christmas, me 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 me. <laughs> ah, I love that. Um, but now it's time for my favorite part, humbuggery. Humbuggery. What are your top five worst Christmas songs? I know I just put this on one of my favorite lists, but with the cover, but Twelve Days of Christmas. I hate that song. I, I like the Muppets is the only way I can get through it because they make it fun. You know, uh, when Miss Piggy, five golden rings, then everyone, bum, 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 bum. Bum. <laughs> you know, but like outside of that, I can't hate, I hate that song. Like it's too long and I get it, but uh, I have no use for that. Um, number four, <sighs> Happy Christmas War is over. And, you know, it's one of those songs, like, I hate it on, like, on a visceral level because it's like, what is this song even? I mean, I get what it's about, but, like, it's, like, happy Christmas, but then it's happy in one line, but then it kicks you in the gut in the next line, you know? You know, it's like, it starts out so Eeyore-ish, so, so this is Christmas, and what have you done another year over? 
a new one just begun. And it's like, wait, are we celebrating? Right. Uh, so here's the thing. I, the, I used to hate that song so much, but now I like that song. It's so pessimistic. of the kids, the choir. But that's why the choir song in there, though, where it's just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. war is over if you want it. And that's like the honest truth of it. And at Christmas, people are actually listening. People have slowed down. I feel like that song wouldn't play at any other time of the year except for at Christmas. But but it, see, it feels very much like, Merry Christmas, I'm going to die tomorrow. <laughs> You know, like, I don't know, like somebody in the trenches or something. It's just, it's just very, ooh. Because, like, there's songs like, um, I'll Be Home for Christmas, which is basically a song about some guy who's separated. It's basically about the soldiers in World War Two. Right. Everyone's, um, excuse me, World War One, because, uh, you know, the whole claim was that, oh, this war will be done and over by Christmas, and people had no idea what the trench warfare was going to be Exactly. About. But I mean, that feels like a more of a, that's a, I don't know, it feels like a better, I'm not going to be home, but I'll be thinking of you. You know. That song's so sad. It is sad, but it's a beautiful sad. It's a happy sad, but. It's not maybe, a happy sad. I think it's, it's a happy sad. Yeah, because people don't know the history of it. If you know the history of it, you're like, this is a soldier who probably didn't make it back. But like, Happy Christmas War is over. I can't, I, I hate that song. Oh. The thing is, just it's so haunting. I I, yeah. I understand why it's on there. But it's so pessimistic. Very Merry Christmas. That weird Yoko singing. Yeah, you know, and then it's like, ugh. and this is Christmas for the weekend, for strong, the rich and the poor. You know what it is? It's basically a Christmas imagine. What do you mean? So you know his song Imagine. Um, uh, what is it? Imagine there's no hunger. It's you know that. Oh yeah, yeah. It's basically a Christmas version of that song. That's mm-hmm. what Merry Christmas is. But you also have to realize that he was like a child of like wartime. His father probably fought in the World War. So you know, as a child, mm-hmm. that that shit gets imprinted on you. But yeah, uh, so number three on my list is Baby. It's cold outside. It's like the worst most problematic christmas song and it's, it's one of those songs is like people defend it and say you got to look at the context of it it's not rapey as it sounds but even in context it's kind of problematic because it's like a woman who because of you know society's morals and judgments is looking for an excuse to stay so that she can you know have a good time and and she can and but but you know it just it's it's all kind of icky i don't like it I'm, I'm have no part of that. Uh, number two, another Beatle is on my list. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I hate that song. It's just it's so grating. Simply having wonderful Christmas time. It's it's I hate it. It's like nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number one is a song that fills me with rage. It is so condescending. Everything that is wrong with, and it's like, I know it's well-intentioned, but it's everything wrong with, like, Western Christianity and Western whatever, liberalism. I don't know what you want to call it. The the, the God complex sometimes we have in the West where we need to help everybody and and, and voice upon our ideals. But uh, do they know it's Christmas? So fucked up. I hate that song because it's like, 
I think it was originally sung about uh, like Ethiopia or whatever. Um, and if you know anything about that, it's like that's a Christian nation. So yeah, I think they fucking know that it's Christmas in West Africa. I'm pretty sure they know. But it's like because they don't have snow on the ground and like everywhere in Africa is war torn. It's like you don't know what you're talking about. It's so messed up. It's just uh, I, I can't stand it. And, and like it's one of those songs that keep people keep redoing it over and over again. I'm like, please stop this. <laughs> it's problematic. It's not right. I think people think that because it was used as a charity event, charity like. Yeah, it was used for a Band-Aid, but I'm just... Mm. I think people are like, oh, it's fine. I don't think people... It's like, do you guys actually listen to the actual lyrics? And most people don't. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go through my list real quick, because you and I are drift compatible at the top. Um, one and two, Do They Know It's Christmas and Wonderful Christmas Time. I hate those songs. Yeah. So straight up drift compatible. We don't even mm-hmm. need to go cover those again. Number three for me... Um, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. I've oh hated that. no, that I could have hated... been on my kids' song. That's a great song. I've hated that. I have. Hated all I that want song for Christmas is my two front teeth. My two front. You see my two front teeth? Gee, if I can only have my two, two front teeth, teeth then I can wish you Merry Christmas. No, fuck that song. I hated that song as a kid. I hate that song now. <laughs> I love uh, that song. And not far behind it, I saw Mama kissing Santa Claus. I hate that song. Yeah, I, I hate it when kids respect. sing it. I hate it when like when a sultry woman sings it. I hate when a dude tries to jazz it up. Fuck that song. That wouldn't have been set it on fire. And number five, sliding on the list, I really do hate this song. Silver bells. I'm sorry, Reg. I, no. I do. I don't Silver like bells. It. It's so boring. It's Christmas time in the city. I swear that. Ring ring. I said this earlier. People probably. People probably hurt themselves to that song during Christmas time. It's the most depressing Christmas song. Oh, oh my God, Ebenezer Scrooge over here. I know, right? But. Enough of the rankings. We've had some good discussion. It's time for our closing question. And I asked Reg to build his perfect Christmas CD with 10 to 15 tracks. Um, I asked if he knew a particular rendition. Go ahead. If not, you know, it's fine. But I wanted to know your 1 through 15 or 10 Christmas songs. What's your CD? Okay, yeah, so, like, I didn't do, like, my favorite one to to whatever because there are just too many Christmas songs that wouldn't make this list. So I tried to make it flow in a way that kind of made sense to me. Um, I, I kind of started off um, going, like, you know, religious into a secular flow that kind of took you all over, like, what Christmas is, I guess. That's That's where I'm coming from. So that's the thought that went into this list. If it fails, eh, whatever. Uh, but I started with An Angel Came Down from the Trans-Siberian thing because it's a story. And that's kind of where I wanted to go with this. Then I have uh, Carol the Bells, um, which kind of like heralds and announces, you know, Jesus coming. Then I have Mary's Boy Child from Harry Belafonte, 
uh, it's a song about how uh, Jesus and Mary and Joseph had no place to live and they had no place where they could call their home on, on the road. So they had to, you know, he was born in a manger, uh, followed by uh, Mary's boy child uh, from Pentatonix. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Mary, did you know from Pentatonix? And that's singing about, you know, the promise of Jesus and that he brought to us. So uh, well, number five, Oh, come all you faithful. You know, it's about, you know, people who believe in, and and I think that's a quintessential Christmas song. Uh, number six, We Three Kings, even though they didn't show up to till afterwards, I know people like to put the three kings in, in their, like, nativity scene. That always bugs me, but whatever. Uh, I do like that song. Uh, do You Hear What I Hear? At number seven, number eight, we're, we're halfway through here and, and we kind of get into the, the secular stuff. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays from NSYNC. Old City Bar, another song from that, um, that aforementioned, uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, uh, CD, Christmas album. And Old City Bar is about, um, this, this kid, he goes into the bar and he's like, you know, there's, it, it, all these people who have nobody, on Christmas and they're in this bar and it's run down, kind of depressed. But then there's this, this kid's like this woman outside is trying to get home. Is there anything that people can do? And it's like, it's very reminiscent, reminiscent of the uh, fishes and low story because, you know, people give and she gets home to, to celebrate with family and stuff. So it's a beautiful song. Um, I'll be home for Christmas at number 10, number 11, rocking around the Christmas tree. Uh, 12, Have a Holly Jolly Christmas. 13, Feliz Navidad. 14, uh, you know, to, this is like towards the end of the night or whatever. Why can't every day be like Christmas? You know, I think that's one of my favorite songs because I'm like, if you, if people actually, what I love about Christmas is how it brings people together. Uh, even like people set aside some of their pettiness and try to be better people, even if they fail sometimes, but like it's the attempt. And I just wish that like if we could do that year round, because if we could, then this would be such a better place. And uh, number 15, Auld, Auld Lang Syne, um, which is, you know, about the new year and the promise of all that. And 16 would end up the song with an angel returned, uh, which is, the, you know, about what the angel found here on Earth. So that that's my Christmas list. 16 tracks. Red's gone with the bonus track. Yeah. Just when you thought you're out, he brings you right back in. Um, that's a great CD, man. I actually like the flow, and I like that you put your thought into it. Um, I kind of did the same thing with mine. And mine was m- less about like the flow, more of like, if I wanted to put the the best banger CD on for a Christmas party, what, you know, how would I do it? And um, I So I started out with Odessa Fidelis, so come on, you faithful, from Puccelli, but I would probably change it to Pavarotti. You'd be um, wrong, but fool everyone into, your own. Fool everyone into thinking that it's going to be uh, like a real classic, just, you know, cookie cutter. Um, but then number two, right behind it, Feliz Navidad. Everyone gets their shoulders popping, dancing a little bit. Um, and then since it's an adult party, song number three is the Hanukkah song. And everyone gets to get back in the time machine and jump back and remember the first time Adam Sandler did the Hanukkah song. Oh my goodness, that's I, oh that Hanukkah song. Okay, yeah, yeah. Put on 
on your yarmulke, it's time for Hanukkah. So much Hanukkah to celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah is the festival of lights. Instead of one crazy day, we got eight crazy nights. How do we give this long without talking about that one? I'm not. A, I don't like Hannah Sandler. I, I, I'm on record saying that, but that is that's a that's a classic. Um, but number four, um, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays from NSYNC. Keep people a little more and little uh, shoulders popping. And then number five, uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year from Andy Williams. Classic song, everyone knows it. People like it. Um, number six, I'll be home from Christmas, keeping that classic flow. Number seven, here comes Santa Claus from Elvis. That's a great song. Yeah, love that's that song. Um, number eight, 12 Days of Christmas, uh, John Denver and the Muppets. Uh, people tolerate it just because it's the Muppets. Uh, number nine, Do You Hear What I Hear? Bing Crosby makes his second Oh, appearance. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, his particular one is great. It has this just beautiful, ever-growing crescendo. So the, the night went to the little lamb. Do you hear what I hear? Do you hear what I hear? Yeah, that's the reason why I love... Because uh, by the time you get to the end of that song... Oh, my goodness, it's yeah. Just, it has built to this beautiful crescendo... Said the king to the people everywhere, listen to what I say. Listen to what I say. Pray for peace, people everywhere. Yeah. And then, like, the end, the crescendo. He will bring us goodness. I, I can't even, I'm not even going to try to hit that note, but. Yeah. Oh, this. Well, the thing yeah. about it is because you think, right, you, the second to last one, you think that he's already hit, that this is the big one. He's like, goodness and light. And he just holds it, and then he just comes back again, hits you with another keychain, hits it out of the park. You're like, damn. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, number 10. And I tried to make it since mine's 15 tracks. I tried to make it so that every fifth song was just a banger. And my tenth number, second number five, the Christmas song. So you get five just classic Christmas songs in the middle. Um, Nat King Cole. Number 11, All I Want for Christmas is You. Again, pop people back up. Number 12, Carol's, uh, Carol the Bells from the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Uh, number 13, Santa Baby, Eartha Kitt. Uh, that, that is... I like the Allie McBeal version, but like Eartha Kitt, oh, it's so good. Santa Baby. Ah, yeah, she's I miss just it. Like That's... The first sexy Christmas song ever. And the best Catwoman. Oh, one hundred percent the best Catwoman. Although Michelle Pfeiffer's no, no, um, and she's no slouch. Yeah. Uh, number fourteen, Mary's Boy Child from Harry Belafonte, and that one's on there for me. I don't care what anyone says. That one, I mean, it's a great song. Most right, I put it on mine it, too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that one would be on if people were at the party. Like, I don't know the song. I'd be like, to shut the fuck up and listen. <laughs> The foxes have a home, the birdies have a nest, 
The Son of God, he ain't got nowhere to lay his sweet head. Jehovah, hallelujah, the Lord will provide. Jehovah, hallelujah, the Lord will provide. One of my favorite Christmas songs. It's easily top ten. Like, I know you didn't ask us to do your top ten, but, like, that would be that would be hard. That would be crushing, soul-crushing. Can I say something amazing, Reg? What? You sang a different song. You sang Jehovah Hallelujah. I oh, I did. I sang Child. But <laughs> Jehovah Hallelujah needs to be on my list. I did sing a different song. <laughs> uh, uh, I, that's, we call that a medley. Yeah. I meant to do that. <laughs> Um, but no, I, it's funny. Number 15, my last banger to lead you out on the night. Uh, have yourself a Merry Christmas from Judy Garland. Uh, but my secret song would be, since you did 16, would be Jehovah Hallelujah. That song oh, is yeah. so good. Yeah, Mary's Push How was That's not even a song at all. Long time ago. I'm going to go in Bethlehem. Bethlehem so the, the Holy Bible said. Mary's boy child Jesus Christ was born on Christmas Day. Hark now hear the angels sing a new, a new king, king born today, today. and man will live, live forevermore because of Christmas Day. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Song. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Now, man, that I don't have that other trouble. Hallelujah, man. Yeah. Ah. But I, like song, I said, I think that was the first Christmas song to ever make me fall, to ever make me um, cry. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I mean, that's why I put it on. I mean, we have so many that are on both of our lists. Like Mary Boy Child is on both of ours. Do you hear what I hear? It's because like. These are, they're just like, they wrap up and encapsulate what Christmas is to me. You know, uh, it's just, it's the story of Christ and the promise of, not just the promise of, of family and love, but like the, you know, eternal life and all that. And it's at the end of the year where you can reflect on the year and we still have hope for like the new beginning and what the new year starts, you know. So that, that's why like I, I just love Christmas. Yeah, I think you said it best, man. There's really not too much more I can say. Um, and I'm... Man, we did fucking work, man. We made some great CDs. I'm probably going to go ahead and make this into a Spotify list if I'm not lying. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to do the same, too. Um, But what would be your Christmas CD? What would be your 10, your 5, your 15 Christmas tracks um, that you would put together to build a perfect rendition? Let me know. Shout me out. Um, we'd love to hear it, and maybe we'll read some on the next uh, episode before we get into some, uh, into the main topic. But before we go, I did want to make an announcement. Uh, this is going to be the end of season one. Uh, done about 15 episodes. Uh, and starting in season two, I'm gonna have a full-time co-host, and he's with me now, Reg. That's my Christmas present to the world. <laughs> your amazing talent well you know me like if I can latch onto a more successful podcast that's what I do that's how I got into <laughs> cinema chat uh, so yeah 
Yeah, so I, I am I am super happy uh, to welcome you on. Uh, we love doing this. We've been doing this as I mean, we've been doing this since we've been growing up. So this is just gonna be great to have you on. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. And remember, like I have always said from the beginning till now, till I'll say at the end, whether you're first or whether you're last, at least you're on the list. You've been listening to Getting Ranked, a Brother to Brother podcast production. I am your host, Tempe WMF, or at least I was, as this is the end of the show. You can find me on Twitter at Tempe WMF, that's T-E-M-P-I-W-M-F, and on Instagram at the same. Check out the podcast Twitter page at Getting Ranked PC, and check out my other show, Brother to Brother. Also, a shout out to Rujay, who produced the beat for the opening theme, which you're listening to now. And a big thanks to Bucho, aka at Aubrey underscore T22, who spit hot fire on that intro. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review. And until next time, remember, you may not be first, but at least you're on the list.